Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envy.
curious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Broadcasting from the desert in the beautiful state of Arizona, I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and you are tuned into the Secret Teachings Radio streaming worldwide on the Fringe FM. Thank you for joining us whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Check us out on social media, our only social media page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. And if you want to download and stream every episode of our show after it airs, or if you missed an episode, you can subscribe to our archive at www.3w's.thesecretteachings.info. And when you subscribe, you'll get access to the montage archive as well, along with a digital copy of each of my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. All three of those books I just resubmitted to the publisher to get new copies for the new year and for the holy days or the holidays. So those books will be hopefully coming in in the next couple of weeks. We can do some drop shipping, though. Some people have asked me that. I've sold a lot of books this month, and I really appreciate all of you who have purchased a book or have subscribed to the show, even though we've been off air for uh, about two weeks now. This is, of course, our first show back, and we are live December 17th, 18th, 2021. You can also check us out on Patreon for behind-the-scenes videos. I have a BTS video of the studio before I set this thing up. It took a long time because I had like, I estimated five boxes of books, and I ended up with like 10 or 11 boxes of books before I moved, and a lot of my books are giant, so it's pretty heavy. I think that was like 25% of the moving weight. It probably cost like $300 in gas just to get these books out here to the Southwest, but... Uh, I wouldn't trade them for anything. So check us out on Patreon, BTS videos, and there's a subscription bundle there as well. And our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters, on the website, thesecretteachings.info. The call-in number for tonight, 520-367-2064. That's 520-367-2064. One more time, 520-367-2064. Feel free to call in. I'm not promising I can answer the call right away, but I can put you on hold. And yes, like all the old classical radio shows, please turn your radio down in the background. Please don't put the phone up against an air conditioner or a fan. And please realize that you're talking to Ryan Gable and don't ask me who I am because that's just kind of embarrassing as a caller. So that's the number, 520-367-2064, 520-367-2064. 2064. A lot of people have been asking me what I've been doing, where I've been. To me, it sounds like a good subject to talk about for about 30 seconds, and then I start to feel conceited. 
start to feel egotistic, but people have asked me, uh, really what I've been doing is moving. And I've been watching a lot of the X-Files with my partner, Hope. Been trying to get the new place set up. We took, I think we took like a total of 72 hours to move, which was really good because we came from New York all the way down here to the Southwest. It was like a 32-hour drive. And I think we did it in 38 hours of, of actual driving time. I stopped to sleep a few times, but we made really, really good time. And uh, I've, I've made the drive one other time. I moved from Arizona all the way up to New York, and I was in prison there for three years. And now finally getting to move back here, I took the same route, and it took me through uh, White Sands, New Mexico, up through the tip of Texas, that very tip of Oklahoma, went through Kansas, Missouri, all the way up there till, uh, to New York. And uh, met some cool people in Ohio at a little grocery store that was was interesting. Went into this grocery store. They had a big sign on the door actually that said, uh, "You know, we we want to see your face. You know, please don't cover your face. Essentially, we want to see your face." I talked with them. They were very nice. Gave them information on the radio show, and uh, then we got to like Missouri. And I, I must it must have been driving in the dark when I went through Missouri last time because Missouri, Missouri to me, my impression of that state is it was basically you're either a Christian a nurse, or a stripper. That is literally all I saw on the road signs through Missouri. It was like, you know, it was like strip clubs and porn shops. And then why strip clubs and porn shops are bad. The next mile with a sign that said, Christ is the answer. And then the next sign said, screw Christ, come over to the strip club. And it was just like every other sign. And then there was like advertisements for becoming a nurse. That's all I saw. I swear to God, that's like all I saw in Missouri. (laughs) And then you know, Kansas, I mean, what can you say? It was like Dorothy's house and a, and, a, and a meat packing plant or something and a lot of wind. That was about it. But I, I mean, I enjoy all the beauty of all that open space, all that open land, you know, that's so overcrowded, that's so overpopulated, all that open space that is just totally and absolutely destroyed by human activity. Of course, I'm being facetious and sarcastic, but I really love traveling Moving to me was kind of like a little bit of a little bit of a road trip, even though we had a big kind of a big truck. It was like a 16 foot truck. But we got everything moved in, had some issues with the apartment, uh, townhome, technically, I guess, and uh, got those things resolved. I try to be, as the kids say, on point. I try to get things done in a timely manner as soon as possible. And uh, I'm pretty much as of tonight. Uh, I have everything resolved. I just don't have my new driver's license yet, which I'm eager to get because I don't want any kind of like possible contagious element on me from New York. Anything that's possibly New York related, you know, with the exception of some some memories and some pictures of the countryside, I would like to just put that into like a a some kind of like evidence bag and just like get rid of it. I don't want to see it. So I got to get that new like get that new license, which apparently in Arizona doesn't expire. It's like a hundred years or something, your license or 50 years. So I'm excited to get that, get that license. But I want to thank not only all of you listening for supporting the show over the years, or maybe you're a new listener supporting the show for a couple of weeks, coming over to the show from other radio shows, other networks, listening to the secret teachings. Some of you have listened since those old days where, as we played a little bit of that audio on lighting the void tonight, just it's kind of embarrassing, but it's also it's also what what we were when we started. So a lot of people have been with us since then. All of you who donated to the fundraiser 
we met our goal. Of course, moving ended up costing more than the goal, but you know, I, I, I have my own ways to make money and I save money. So I was able to pay for, you know, those other little things, people that donated money to the fundraiser, uh, Scott Jones, Colin Ingersoll, Mark S. Kyle Sanders, Barry Good, Herbert Johnson, Jacob Atkinson, Ben DeFore, uh, DeFore, DeForge, Von Davis, Randy Thowen, uh, Jose Rail, Josh Loop, uh, Dave Curry, Foster Birch, Valerie Inhofer, uh, and, and a number of others. All of you who have uh, supported us on Patreon, uh, a couple of patrons I've spoken to recently, Drew Centilli, uh, Josh Loop. I just spoke to a listener uh, yesterday named Ben, who's a supporter on Patreon. So thank you guys for supporting the show. And uh, got a message actually on Facebook from a listener in Australia uh, about one of our t-shirts. And he was sending us a, a Merry Christmas from Australia. I didn't know you were allowed to actually celebrate anything in Australia. I thought that was against the law. But uh, Kim Melrose had a uh, secret teaching shirt on. So thumbs up to you in Australia, the authoritarian nightmare that that is that'd be interesting to get a call from australia let's see what's happening in that country but thank you to every single person who supports this show there's a really great show that we did before i moved the date of that show 11 30 21 called alpha to omega days with our friend Derek murphy who's in the discord chat and uh, that show has gotten really great feedback from a lot of listeners go check that out you can download that and listen to it for free I've got it up on the website at thesecretteachings.info, so go check that out. One thing I'm really grateful for uh, about moving is that I think I moved just in time. Because, and I've had like five people tell me this in the last two days, you know, you got out of New York just in time. And I think there are a lot of reasons why that is, but one of them is I just, I saw this uh, just a few minutes ago. Uh, this is a, a, a headline from uh, Yahoo News tonight from Deadline. New York records highest number of daily COVID cases ever. The governor says the surge is here. It's going to get worse. And, you know, I remember it was about, um, it was about four days ago. Was it this Monday? The, the governor reinstituted the mask mandate. And it just so happens to be that California did the exact same thing. And someone had asked me, is that mask mandate in New York a mandate or is it just a press release? So I looked it up and uh, regardless of, 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 of what it is, it said that they're going to reassess the situation on the 15th. And when I read that on the governor's website for New York, I thought, wait a minute, that's exactly what Newsom said in California. Why did New York and California both decide on the same day, on the same week, the same month, right before Christmas, to reinstitute a mask mandate, and then both states, with vastly different populations and population centers and situations, they're both going to reassess it on the 15th of January? Why exactly those dates? Right through Christmas, right through New Year's. And yet, the most authoritarian states, they have the Highest number of daily COVID cases? Why is that? Oh, they're testing more. Yeah, they're testing with false positive tests. Look, we're not going to talk about this tonight, but I'm grateful that I, I got out of that situation, and I was wondering why people kept saying, you got out just in time. Well, that's probably one of the reasons. The mask mandate, apparently it's worse now than when I left. You know, the, the number of cases and all that. But 
there are, there are other reasons I think uh, that escaping from New York in the time frame that I did was a uh, was a was a really good move, and a lot of those are a lot of those are personal. But when I drove across the country, I I, I got hit with some wind and a little bit of rain. Most of that wind was in Kansas. No surprise. Uh, and by the way, Kansas City, they need to clean that place up. That was one of the most disgusting places I've ever been outside of like Rochester, New York. And, and maybe I'd never been to Detroit, but I'd imagine Detroit is similar. Kansas City was, wow, I can't believe that's actually a city. I mean, that looked like, I think it was worse than Portland. But nevertheless, traveling across the country, I didn't have to get, you know, I, I, I wasn't involved in any severe weather. And apparently that's been a big thing recently. There have been recovery efforts the last couple of weeks uh, in several different states where dozens of people have been killed by uh, severe weather. Uh, Kentucky, for example, is one of those states. Uh, They have estimated, and I don't know what the exact estimates are now or if they've concluded their, you know, and this was back in like December 11th, so this this was about a week ago. Uh, but you know, Kentucky suffered the worst from some of these, these storms, uh, dozens of people died. Uh, and I feel grateful. I didn't have to go through that weather, but I also thought when I saw that story about these severe storms, you know what, this is going to be awfully convenient for the mainstream media. Here's the reason I thought that I read this story. From NBC News, recovery efforts begin after tornadoes rip through several states, killing dozens of people. Along with the death of a three-year-old in Graves County, Kentucky, there were 12 dead in Warren County, Kentucky, and six dead in Illinois, four in Tennessee, two in Missouri, and two fatalities in Arkansas. Now, anytime there's a major event, anytime there's something big that happens and people die, we as human beings, we feel sorry. It's a tragedy, right? Personally, I don't play that game on the secret teachings. I don't say it's a tragedy. We're, we're sending out our prayers. Like We can just acknowledge without playing politically correct games. It's sad when somebody dies. It's sad when something like this happens. And let's and analyze it, have a moment of silence, move on. I don't need to play that politically correct emotional game. That's my opinion. That's how I handle myself. But when I read that, I thought, well, this is going to be great for climate alarmists. They're going to say this is because of climate change, even though some of these states have tornadoes, you know, frequently. And so as I was reading that on the 11th, I made a little note of it and I uh, kept doing some research the last couple of days where I've, I've been waiting for my internet to get hooked up and get everything, you know, prepped for the, the studio, which the main stuff is set up. I'm broadcasting to you tonight, but I still don't have, all, you know, a lot of the decorations up and stuff like that. But I came across another article. This is from Omaha, Nebraska from the AP, and this was on Wednesday, the 16th of December. One person died in Iowa as a powerful storm system swept across the Great Plains and Midwest amid unseasonably warm temperatures bringing hurricane-force wind gusts and spawning reported tornadoes in Nebraska, Iowa, and Minnesota in a weather outbreak experts described as extremely unusual for December. You notice these words they made up? Weather outbreak. What is a weather outbreak? 
We need George Carlin to break this down. What exactly is a near miss? Oh, look, they nearly missed. Now, a collision is a near miss, right? What is a weather outbreak? That's like when they say it's a bomb cyclone. What is a bomb cyclone? You know, what, what, what is a weather outbreak? It's just weather. It's not a weather outbreak. It's weather. Maybe they use that word in the AP because outbreak sounds awfully similar to pandemic. And if it's a weather outbreak, maybe the weather's also contagious and the weather is spreading COVID. And it just puts these ideas in people's minds. And then they go to Google and they start typing in, can I get coronavirus from Corona beer? Can I get Omicron from watching Futurama? And then it just, you know, kind of spreads on Reddit. But what is a weather outbreak? I don't know what a weather outbreak is. What I do know is states across the Midwest have been riddled with these severe storms. But severe storms happen all the time. One of the biggest things that the media has focused on is the collapse of an Amazon warehouse where six people were reported dead and one was injured after a 100-foot portion of a wall partially collapsed at the facility. That's according to the Edwardsville Fire Department in Illinois. And this has gotten a lot of attention, not because of even the extreme weather, but because the media has to divert attention away from things that matter, apparently. And they they said the whole thing could have been averted if cell phones could have been had by the Amazon employees. But the Amazon employees said, we can't have cell phones and they're not training us for these these tornado warnings, we were not, you know, we're expected to work through the tornado warnings. So it's like I'm reading about this extreme weather and then I'm here, I'm, I'm expecting to hear climate change. And I do, I hear climate change and I read about climate change and then I expect to hear something else. And, and it's always something that's just like, why is that the story? Why, 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 why is the cell phone thing the subject? I mean, why, why is that the big thing? So I, I put all that together, and I've got, I got a bunch of folders here on my desk where I was prepping shows for the next week, and I decided to do the live show tonight, the 17th, 18th of December, and I thought my escape from New York took me through this part of the country, and I'm very grateful because I miss these severe storms, and uh, when I put these papers together, I realized you know I had saved, uh, I had saved an article from before I moved about climate change and about how global fish stocks are declining. And the first thing I read, I thought, well, it's got to be because of overfishing, which is certainly an issue. Well, of course, it wasn't about overfishing. It was about how climate change is, I guess, killing the fish or it's choking the fish to death or, I mean, that literally because it's changing the, 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 the chemistry of the water, I suppose. Uh, but listen to this. Researcher Julie Polin and Nathalie Goodkin. I, I don't know if these are misspellings or if these are the actual names. I can't tell because AI writes these articles most of the time. But they wrote an opinion piece. Keep note of that. It's an opinion piece published in Scientific America or Scientific American uh, this, uh, uh, this Tuesday back in November. So it's like November 23rd. And they said, as ocean and atmospheric scientists focus on climate, we believe that oceanic oxygen levels are the next big casualty of global warming. So they're literally saying that climate change is, is choking the fish. Like it's, it's just like asphyxiating the fish. Now, they're saying part of this is due to rising global temperatures. And this is one of the reasons that fish are, 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 aren't as abundant. 
And I thought, again, it's kind of like the cell phones in the extreme weather. I thought the reason that there weren't as many fish is because we're overfishing and because of things like Fukushima and, uh, you know, other related things. Instead of focusing on that, just like pollution, we don't focus on pollution. We've got to focus on other things. We've got to focus on people breathing, people having kids, people having families. It couldn't be, couldn't be pollution. You know, it couldn't be Fukushima. It couldn't be overfishing. It's got to be oxygen, not in the water because temperatures are rising, right? So I'm just kind of building this up for you tonight. And I read another story. Scientists have put up a giant monolith in Australia. It's a black box, and it's built to outlive all of us, according to the, the uh, I believe that's from, directly from the website. It was published, uh, this information, at the University of Tasmania, and that is where the, uh, the box, as they call it, the tool, it's being constructed by the University of Tasmania, researchers and uh, other collaborators, and they're saying that this is there because they expect human civilization to crash without dramatic changes introduced, and this box will, quote, record every step we take toward this catastrophe. It also is going to collect and contextualize headlines around major world events like COP26 in Glasgow. So it's basically a big propaganda black box, I suppose. But it's a, it's a monolith. It's like a metallic monolith they've set up there. And while all this is happening conveniently once again, Here's an article that some people might have missed. Scientists say they caught China successfully changing the weather. That's interesting, don't you think? Sounds like what happened back when Texas had those severe storms and China said, well, uh, you know, uh, oops. And there were all those stories about China and weather control. We're going to talk about this a little bit more tonight on The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. I've escaped from New York. This is The Fringe FM. Stay with us. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings Radio. After years and years of research, I compiled most of the important components of what I learned into three books, Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, and Occult Arcana. And by happenstance, those books turned into a trilogy that can be, but doesn't need to be, read in order. Food Philosophy explores the nature of what it means to be healthy, while examining the ways in which the public is deceived about their food and water. It also explores disease theories and why astronomical events like comets may be more responsible for illnesses than pathogens. It concludes with a look at geoengineering. The technological elixir picks up where the food book leaves off. It explores technology with its benefits and dangers, looking at smart tech, the Internet of Things, advanced robotics, and quantum computers. The text takes us to the mark of the beast, magic, and the music industry, focusing heavily on material death cults and pacts with the devil, 
and of course black goo. It concludes with an analysis of UFO cults and an otherworldly or dimensional presence influencing mankind through technology. Occult Arcana is truly standalone as an encyclopedia of occult knowledge, covering theology, science, and mythology, symbolism, ritualism, and magic, voodoo, witchcraft, talismans, nursery rhymes, alchemy, and more. Occult Arcana ties it all together. All three books are available in digital form, and they are autographed, if you'd like, in paperback. Just visit thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews and buy yourself a copy or two today. Whether for yourself, family, or friends, they make a wonderful gift for the holidays, something that we explore in detail in the Occult Arcana book. Again, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings Radio. Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, and Occult Arcana are my books. I hope you get a copy and support the show today. want to know more about this strange and weird reality we live in? Join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where we explore the unrevealed. Every Wednesday night, live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. listening to the secret teachings radio and i'm your host ryan gable thank you for tuning in tonight this morning this afternoon whenever and wherever you are listening around the world i'm broadcasting from the american southwest here in the desert of arizona broadcasting on the fringe fm you can download the fringe fm app for free check out the fringe or just fringe.fm and our website thesecretteachings.info for all of our shows, our full show archive, montages, and more. I've been off air for about two weeks. I've been accumulating information, preparing different shows. And I thought I was pretty lucky not only to get out of New York, to have escaped New York before they brought back their draconian mandates, but also because a lot of the states that I drove through were hit with very severe weather in the last couple of days, the last week. Kentucky, Arkansas, Missouri, Tennessee, Illinois, and some others. Several dozen people have died because of tornadoes, building collapses, story about an Amazon facility where part of the wall collapsed. Of course, the media's attention is on why Amazon doesn't allow their employees to have cell phones. And of course, of course, a double of course, it's because of climate change, right? Well, I was reading something that I thought 
was really interesting, and I, I think it should be shared with you tonight. It's unrelated to the extreme weather in the Midwest, and I would like to preface it by saying we have extreme weather every day around the world, no matter where you are, at one point or another, you'll suffer some kind of severe weather. Even here in the desert, it's very cold tonight. It does get cold in the desert in the winter. And uh, in the summertime, although we don't have a lot of or any natural disasters you know, out here or even in parts of New York where I used to live, uh, you get little tiny tremor earthquakes here or there. You get extreme heat out here. So you're, gonna, you're going to get extreme weather regardless of where you live. Regardless of where you are around the world, extreme weather is a thing. So I think we can agree that's reality. I think we can agree that there's confirmation bias. If I'm standing outside at noon on like the, the, you know, the, the middle of June, July, August in Tucson, Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, it's going to be hot. All right. And if I'm standing outside and, you know, like December, January, February in New York City, it's going to be cold because that's what the weather does. That's how the seasons change. That's how the planet moves or that's how the little LED light moves around the flat disk, you know, whatever you believe. That's how the, 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 the system and the mechanism works. I'm prefacing this because I don't necessarily believe that the extreme weather is a result of climate change. But I also don't necessarily believe that that extreme weather is always natural. Here's why I don't believe that it's always natural. Scientists say, according to an article in Futurism, they caught China successfully changing the weather. Now, stay tuned because this is going to become synchronistic quite quickly. According to the South China Morning Post, researchers say that during the Chinese Communist Party's centennial celebration over the summer, celebration of killing hundreds of millions of people and enslaving billions, weather authorities successfully, and I've, I've added that for dramatic effect, weather authorities successfully modified the weather above Beijing to clear the sky and reduce pollution for the tens of thousands gathered for a commemorative ceremony in Tiananmen Square. They did so using cloud seeding technology a long-studied but controversial process that involves shooting silver iodide particles into the clouds with the idea of attracting water droplets to modify the weather. This is very old news, of course. This is very old technology, of course. We only have to look back at Project Popeye, Project Storm Fury, which specifically seeded clouds with silver and lead iodide. So when you look at a story like this, it's literally like 50 years behind what the U.S. government has acknowledged and the types of experiments and the types of programs that they've, they've run and that they've operated. But for a lot of people, this is new information. Cloud seeding technology? That sounds futuristic, man. That can't be real. It is real. And for some of you, you might think, wait a minute. Is, is this an old article? And I had to double-check it, too. I thought, is this an old article? They did this in Beijing. Didn't they do that for the 2008 Olympics? And to the author of the article's credit, they actually say that in the article, that China has been dabbling in weather control since the 2008 Beijing Olympics. Now, there was a paper published 
by researchers at China's Tsinghao University. And the paper is about weather modification. And it comes a year, this year, December 2021, comes a year after reports from last year about China dramatically expanding its weather modification program to a test area, 5.5 million square miles, they say, bigger than the entire country of India, by 2025. Now, what's kind of synchronistic about that to me? Yes, Derek in the chat on Discord. Yes, I did say synchronistic. So let's get synchronistic, Derek. Here is what I was thinking. I did a show back in February of this year. It was called Solar Winds Red Star State. And in that show, we talked about the solar winds attack, hack attack, and we talked about China's response to the severe weather in Texas that had affected uh, the power grid and had led to a handful of people dying and a lot of others suffering through some very, very cold weather. And uh, here's what we looked at on that show. I, I want to I I kind of rehash this for a moment. The solar winds hack was discovered in December of 2020, so it was last year. And uh, that hack resulted in hundreds of companies and multiple U.S. federal agencies having their sensitive data exposed. Remember that? It displayed incredible uh, vulnerabilities in civilian government networks. Now, the White House, maybe if you're listening to this five years from now, it's the Biden White House, said that they wanted to prevent further attacks. But the Trump White House wanted to do the same thing. So they had issued an executive order. Trump had issued an executive order, right? And uh, one of the things that that executive order did was secure the U.S.'s bulk power system. Now, the Biden White House, claiming that they wanted to prevent future attacks, you know, decided to suspend that previous executive order from May 2020 and a prohibition order from December of that year, 2020, both of which sought to actually ban, replace, and restrict bulk power system electric equipment coming from a foreign country, an adversary, particularly China. So in the midst of one of the most devastating winter storms to hit Texas earlier this year in 2021, and the major power outages resulting from that storm, and people dying as well, it really should come as no surprise that Solar Winds, the company, is located in Austin, Texas, and that the Chinese foreign ministry at the time commented directly on the devastation just like a drive-by looking at Texas and saying hmm China is on right path we are fully confident about future that's that's literally what they said China is on the right path we are fully confident about our future what that even means I don't know but they were looking at Texas when they said it okay that's a little bit strange to me. Even Bill Gates said some really nasty stuff about Texas. Joe Biden did too. He called him Neanderthals, right? Now, solar winds and this uh, dark winter storm that I called it back in February may seem unrelated. But, you know, consider, 
Consider that the same month that the hack for solar winds was discovered, China expanded their weather modification program. And that weather modification program was expanded to 1.5 times the total size of India. Now the reports are that they're going to expand it to 5.5 million square miles total. So I don't don't know exactly the the, the specifics of the numbers, but 5.5 million square miles, 1.5 times the size of India. Previously, it was the size of Alaska. This is their official weather control program run by the government. Now, compound that by a study that was published in early 2020 from the U.S. National Science Foundation, which stated unequivocally, cloud seeding, this is a quote, cloud seeding can boost snowfall across a wide area. Quote, unquote. And you can see why I called that show back in February on the 19th, 2021. I called it the Red Star State. You can see how the Lone Star State was turned into the Red Star State, perhaps. You know, if you want a brief 10-second overview, all these hack attacks, the allowing of China to step into our power system, China basically mocking Texas as they went through this severe weather, and then China at a parallel time was saying, oh, yes, we're expanding our weather control. So that was suspicious to me. I don't know about you. Now, that doesn't mean that I think Xi Jinping pushed a button and suddenly it snowed in Texas. I don't know what that means when people say stuff like that. That doesn't make any sense to me. The bottom line is, does Texas have this severe weather? Yes, they did. Did China announce at the same time that they have expanded their weather control operations? Yes, they have. Did even the U.S. acknowledge that that technology exists in 2020? Yes, cloud seeding, making it snow over a wide area. Yes, these are all facts. So as an investigator, we put all this together and we realize, oh, maybe Texas was under assault from a foreign government that the current administration at the time welcomed back in to our sensitive infrastructure. Just a thought. Now that we have all these other storms across the Midwest, I don't necessarily think that Xi Jinping pushed a button and suddenly there were tornadoes in Texas, you know, or Kansas or Kentucky or Missouri or any other state, right? I don't necessarily think that Xi Jinping pushed a button and that happened. Maybe it did, I don't know. But I think is it's really suspicious because again, once again, China is on the doorstep of another natural disaster in the United States. And the Chinese Communist Party and their researchers and their people that live under you know, their, their rule at the Tsinghua University, I'm not saying all of them are communists, a lot of people hate China, want to get out of China because it's a nightmare. But uh, these researchers have said that they're, they're, they've been able to, I guess, develop ways to expand you know, the weather control operations, just like we told you back in February they were doing. And, and they acknowledge this, they admit this, when the Midwest is going through all of these terrible storms, I just find that to be a little bit mm, not coincidental. Again, I didn't, say, I didn't say China did it. I'm just saying that that is a little bit strange to me. It seems not so much like even a synchronicity. That just seems like implication. That just seems like, kind of sounds like probable cause. You know, 
I, I, I don't know. I feel like it's probable cause. I don't. I feel like that might stand up at at least tentatively in court. I mean, you've got the motive, and there's evidence of you at the crime scene, and China's just driving by and being like, "Oh, we saw you, Texas. We didn't know you had no power. Oh, sorry." You know, it's really weird. It's just like that thing that happened with McDonald's. You know, I asked a friend of mine who worked at this grocery store I worked at back in uh, back in New York. I asked my friend Nicole about what she thought about that whole Chipotle E. coli scare a few years ago. And she's the only person that I've ever spoken to who said literally like verbatim exactly what I thought about that E. coli scare. She said, I think it was like, I think McDonald's did it. And I was like, I double took, I said, what do you mean, Nicole? What do you mean McDonald's did it? Because that's exactly what I think. What do you mean? She's like, I think they sabotaged them. And I said, yes, that's exactly what I think. Because when the CDC said they couldn't trace the E. coli back for the first time ever. It was like NORAD. We can't track these jets. We can't shoot them down. It's the first time we ever made this mistake. And we, we made four mistakes on the same day. NORAD. CDC said we couldn't trace the E. coli back. And I said, I thought what they did was they traced it back to the doorsteps of a big corporation. They looked up. They saw the golden arches. They turned around. They walked home. And my friend thought the same thing. And I was like, well, maybe I'm not so crazy, right? But that's kind of the same situation because Chipotle used to be owned by McDonald's and McDonald's did one of those drive-by situations like China did. They just kind of like drove by the business on fire and they were like, hey, uh, hey, Chipotle, you should have uh, you should have stayed with uh, McDonald's and maybe uh, maybe you wouldn't be going through this E. coli scare right now. You know, and they just kind of they kind of drove off. I mean, they did that. That's what McDonald's just kind of like did a drive-by on Chipotle. China's done like two drive-bys in the last year on the United States, Texas, and now the Midwest. And I'm not saying that they did it. I wouldn't, I mean, even, even if I was, like, I don't, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that they did it because I'm trying to be politically correct. I'll call it the Wu flu. I don't care. I'm simply saying it's suspicious. It's very, 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 very suspicious. Here's something else that's really suspicious. When researchers are telling you in opinion pieces in Scientific American that ocean life and fish in particular are dying off and uh, they think it's climate change when it's, you know, it's probably more so something like overfishing and pollution and things like that. They don't like to talk about that. But they're saying it's because the fish are being choked. Climate change has literally just grabbed the fish by the throat and choked them to death and just killed a, a mass number of, of fish. Strange, because I read, crazy me, I read a NASA publication. And this NASA publication is from November 9th, 2021, just a month, uh, month and change ago. And it was published originally, the article was published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. And it grew out of a workshop sponsored by Caltech. So these are these are big institutes, big universities, big places, big journals, et cetera, et cetera. The Jet Propulsion's laboratory was involved as well because they, they manage, uh, they're, they're managed by Caltech. And, and they found this. They found that lockdowns had an effect on the climate. The most surprising result of the study was that carbon dioxide emissions fell in 2020 by 5.4%. So big thumbs up, right? The amount of CO2 in the atmosphere, however, quote, continued to grow at about the same rate as in preceding years. That's on NASA's website. 
using data from NASA's Orbiting Carbon Observatory to satellite launched in 2014, they noticed that although there was a drop in emissions, there was actually a growth in carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Now, they can explain it away in scientific terms and technical terms and words that we've never heard of and words that we'd need to have a, a scientific dictionary to and, and someone to help us pronounce them. And maybe that makes them smarter than us. I don't know. But here's my issue. They also found something else. Nitrogen oxides, NOx, in the presence of sunlight, we know that they, they, uh, they react with other atmospheric compounds to create ozone. And that's a dangerous thing. We don't want the ozone, right? But they, they do other things as well. So because of lockdowns, nitrogen oxides uh, dropped. And uh, that led to a reduction in ozone. Sounds like another good thing, like big thumbs up from the environmentalists, right? But tampering with the fundamental laws fundamental components of nature usually gets you kicked in the butt in the end because according to NASA, by reducing nitrogen oxides, nitrogen oxide emissions, beneficial for cleaning up the ozone, it also prevented the environment from cleansing itself of other greenhouse gases like methane, meaning that because of lockdowns, carbon dioxide reduced by 5.4% in 2020, right? But it also increased and maintained itself in the environment anyway. But because of those NOxes being reduced, they conveniently didn't tell you in the news, in the media, methane grew at a faster rate in the last year than it has in the last decade. Methane in the atmosphere grew 0.3% in the past year. Might not sound like 5.4% because everybody's got a hard-on. Everybody's, you know, circle jerking to the carbon, but... Methane's a very important thing. That's a greenhouse gas, right? That's why they wanted to put the fart bags on the cows. Methane has actually increased. Carbon dioxide has been maintained in the atmosphere. So lockdowns did nothing except tamper with the atmosphere and the environment. Again, you can use scientific uh, uh, terminology with me and try to say, well, that's wrong because of X, Y, Z. That's not the point of whether it's wrong or right. The point is that happened. So because that happened, and because that's official scientific literature, mainline you know, publications, etc., that's telling us something interesting. It's also telling us something interesting about unrelated things like the fish. Why are the fish dying? Fish are dying because we're, we're overfishing. The fish are dying because of pollution. Uh, the fish are dying because uh, the lack of moderation, perhaps. And I don't even know. Maybe the fish aren't dying in such large numbers. Everything's so alarmist anyway. Everything is... Fisher dying ice caps. I'd love when, like right now, it's cold here in Arizona because it's the winter. It gets cold at night. You get that sunlight during the day, though it's nice and warm still. But uh, you know, people that are like, well, well, the ice caps are uh, the ice caps are melting. You know, that's weird when it's the winter. Well, not really, because it's not the winter where the ice caps are. The ice caps, it's the summertime. So of course they're going to melt a little bit in the summertime, and it's just like those little basic things that. Uh, just can fundamentally transform any conversation and any argument that we don't recognize. I mean, I, I remember thinking that I was like, wait a minute, isn't it, isn't it the summer in the Arctic? Or at least kind of like the summer? I don't know what their summers are like down there, but I mean, yeah, you're probably going to get some ice that melts because the temperatures increase. Maybe not by much, but just, I mean, at, at the very least, it's a thought. It's just a thought. 
So China seems to be on the front door of these two events, both in, well, technically 2020 to 2021. China's on the front door of both of them. Not because China evil, I don't like China man. No, it's because China has weather control technology and China isn't abiding by internationally agreed upon weather control, weather warfare uh, uh, conventions, which there is one signed back in the 70s. Uh, JFK even gave a speech on it back in the 60s, actually, um, uh, weather control that, uh, you know, that other countries have agreed to in the same way that China doesn't give, uh, you know, a rat's ass about Glasgow or Paris. So just like China is primarily responsible for all the plastic pollution on planet Earth, along with India, you can take all those plastic straws and you can you can save them and get a little metal straw and, you know, clean it out with your little straw cleaner. It ain't going to do anything unless China gets on board. And not only is China not on board with those things, China is actively engaged in weather warfare. I don't see how much clearer it could be. Maybe I'm wrong. Let's go ahead and take a call. 828. That's 828. You are on the Secret Teachings. First call in a long time on a live show. Welcome to the broadcast. First name, where are you calling from, please? Hello, Ryan. Uh, my name is Clay Hart. Howdy, Clay. We've known each other for quite a long time. Yes, we have. You got brainwashed at that Poppy concert. I did, yes. <laughs> Just, uh, you know, the monolith was so overwhelming, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> you, you, you had to go. I'm, I'm glad that you got to experience that. I think I would have liked to experience it. But uh, it was it was very interesting. Uh, it wasn't quite all I thought it would be, but you know, it was what it was. And, uh, it was an interesting experience and yeah, that's all I can really say about it. It was, it was very interesting. <laughs> well, other than that, what's on your mind tonight, Clay? Oh, just, uh, I just wanted to say hello and I am very glad that you escaped New York. Thank you. And that's Thank you. quite an achievement, I think, especially to drive cross country and, you know, go through all of that and, you know, build yourself a better life. I mean, that's, that's some power, brother. So, oh, it is. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm building back better right now as we speak. It's, yes. my, it's my, perso- <laughs> my personal so great reset. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I was just wondering what you thought of uh, this whole next-level reality that they're trying to push us into, which Facebook has deemed the metaverse. Have you looked into this any? Yes, I have. I was preparing a show on holograms and the digital sub-reality again. I was going to talk about that. Uh, I haven't done a show on meta yet, but I was preparing something for it, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. It's just like you're just trying to push us down further and further into some, you know, artificial reality BS. And, you know, it's just like, when's it going to end, you know? (laughs) Did you see that somebody bought a piece of virtual real estate for $2.4 million? I did see that, yes. Yeah, I think that tells you all you need to know. (laughs) And yeah, and you know, this isn't a new thing because, uh, 
there are other, you know, web-based virtual worlds. Uh, one of the most popular is that is around is known as Second Life. Yes. And it, it's been around for almost 20 years now, I think. Uh, and, and, you know, it's the same kind of basic thing. Is you're buying, you know, server space, which is virtual land for, you know, rent at, I think the last time when I was on there was if you wanted a whole sim, which is like a giant block of land, it was like $700 a month. You know, this is just, you know, kind of crazy to me, but I mean, with this whole metaverse thing, it seems like they're just going to take that down to the next level of, I don't know, indoctrination. Is that the right word? I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I think, I think it's like with, with that concert you went to with Poppy. We've done so many shows on Poppy and other pop stars where their music mm-hmm. and their image is literally like, artif- not even like, it is artificial intelligence, robots, transhumanism, humans are bad, humans destroyed the, the planet, the environment, machines and robots can fix everything. It's almost like an, right. a, an inhuman intelligence that is behind that imagery and that music. And it's conditioning young people into believing these things with sigils and with magic and also just with political rhetoric and narratives. And it mm-hmm. is, I believe, Clay, I believe what this is all about, uh, whether it's social media or whether it's the devices we use, it is not just conditioning and indoctrinating people. It is literally uploading the likeness of the individual personality into a digital environment that information everything you click everything you like everything you dislike everything you search for everything you type in and delete everything is being cataloged everything is being put into uh, a filing system and your digital self is being created to be plugged into that metaverse or that digital sub-reality that samsung is admittedly working on that's what i think it all is that is the uploading of proverbial consciousness into a machine, but you lose consciousness in the end. That's the scam. Right, right. Yes, I absolutely agree with that assessment. Yes. And it's just like, you know, uh, we keep moving forward and forward with our technology, but, you know, eventually I think it's just, you know, a tool of enslavement is all I really have to say about it. You know, some of it can be liberating. Yes, we can do things to help the environment and, you know, find new ways for, you know, you know, our advancement as a human species. But, you know, at the same time, there's this uh, backwards effect going on that just kind of like, you know, the more we move forward, there's this other half of this advancement just, you know, with this boot on our neck, you know? Well, it's because we're developing in a way that most of us are not making these decisions and developments and engineering this stuff. So if a lot of the the Google, Apple people disappeared, we wouldn't know how to fix our devices we're not really mm-hmm. collectively responsible for building this. Somebody else, or perhaps I would argue something else is responsible for building it to, in, in some capacity in some way. So in, in that viewpoint, in my opinion, my perspective is 
the construction of this system uh, is obviously not necessarily a negative or a bad thing. It is perhaps natural technological progress, but some have hijacked and exploited that and they've used it to their benefit in order to not just market and advertise products, but market and advertise ideas, understanding that eventually the human being ultimately can be controlled by plugging it into a matrix-like system. And as outlandish mm-hmm. as that seems, Clay, I mean, if you haven't read the Samsung paper yet, it is what they're literally saying, that they're creating a digital environment, cloning everything replicating it, replacing it with a digital version of itself, and then they want to hook it up and allow machines to control it. That is literally The Matrix, the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just insane. What do, you, what do you think about the weather control subject tonight that I've been discussing in, in a little detail? You think well, that's you know, suspicious? As, as you've discussed and, you know, as I've read and educated myself upon and you know this has been going on a long 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 time you know since 1800s maybe earlier and you know it's just you know advanced so much that uh as far as you know what like what with china's been doing and all that i think they've been on that uh you know, system of advancement for quite a while. Um, I don't think like this new article that just came out here recently is something that's, you know, a new breakthrough thing. Like they've been on this for quite a while and, you know, they have the means and opportunity to, you know, do this type of experimentation and, you know, it's not going to be headlines anywhere. Well, I think it's, know? I don't think it's coincidental that when Texas was suffering from those severe storms with the snowfall and the power outages that China just had been essentially allowed back into doing business and, and working within our, our, our power grid, our infrastructure. And then they right. kind of did this drive by where they were like, well, uh, you know, I, we think we're doing the right thing here considering what's happening to Texas right now. Wink, wink. And now it's the same thing. The Midwest is being hit with all these severe storms. I'm not saying, nor do I necessarily believe China is responsible, but then it's like, well, here they are again, publishing stories at the same time the severe weather is happening, saying, look, we've got the technology to do this. It, it just seems too yeah. suspicious for me, too coincidental. Yeah, it's too coincidental, exactly. And, you know, maybe China does or does not have something to do with it. I don't know. But, you know, whatever technology China has, you know, we have also. Oh, yeah. Yeah, certainly. So, you know, they're not, you know, one step ahead of us. You know, we're all, you know, the U.S., China, Russia, and whoever, we're all on equal footing as far as technology is concerned. Well, I think, I mean, obviously. In my opinion, anyway. Well, no, Clay, I think in, in, a, in a lot of ways, um, some countries like China and the United States and Russia and, and others have, you know, different advancements. But generally speaking, I think you're right. Yeah, most countries are like China and the United States are on level playing ground or a level playing filled with 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 generalities, with specifics. There also is probably a difference, I would think, between a country like the United States having that technology 
but there being more restrictions on its usage as opposed to a country like China, which has it, it might not even be as developed, but they have no restrictions on how they're going to use it. So they just... Right, just like, you know, anything genetic related, right? Well, the same thing, precisely. uh, Yeah, so, you know, they're just going to, you know, the uh, government there doesn't care about its people. Not that many governments do care about their people, but, you know, they're willing to experiment and, you know try out all kinds of different things and, you know, within the populace to see, you know, what's going to happen if I push, you know, this button as opposed to this button and, you know, maybe a hundred million people will die and, you know, who cares, right? (laughs) Yeah, well, that's like the, the idea that the United States is, I mean, I hear this from people that are in school. It's all these terrible things. What did the United States do? They did an experiment on this group of people or that group of people, the government did this. A lot of that stuff was illegal. That wasn't like Mm -hmm. the Constitution and the concepts of liberty didn't do that. People that broke the law did that. Right. The same thing with with China. I'm sure that there are people that work for the Communist Party of China who aren't absolute pieces of garbage or evil, but they're working for a system that has them by the throat, kind of like those fish in the ocean that are being choked by climate change. They're just being strangled to death and there's not much they can do about it. So I think, I think clay that the solution to this problem, in my opinion, and then I got to let you go. We got to take a break. I'll get your final comment. Okay. My solution to this problem is to become informed on it so that when we read stories like that, we realize, Oh, China was doing that in 2008 and the U S was doing this with maybe a handful of other countries back during the cold war, weather control, weather warfare, weather technology, uh, is not a new thing. Project Popeye and Project Storm Fury are very popular for those who research this thing, popular names that you've probably heard of, but there's a tremendous history. And you can find uh, contemporary patents on this kind of technology. So informing oneself absolutely. is probably the best thing we can do. Your comments, and we got to take a break. Oh, I absolutely agree with you. And uh, I don't really have any further things to add I just want to say uh, it's great to talk to you, and uh, maybe one day we'll get uh, together and do that a show on uh, pop music and stuff. Yeah, I would love that. I would love that. Yes, I'll have. Okay, to. well, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say okay. Well, good luck in Arizona, and I will definitely be be listening every night as I have been for the past ten years. Thank you so much, Clay, for tuning in and for calling in tonight. Thank you. I really, really appreciate it. I really appreciate you, Ryan. Thank you. Well, you have a good night, Clay, okay? You too. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. And I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More calls when we come back from break. 520-367-2064. That's 520-367-2064. More after this. Don't go anywhere. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM. And join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, 
and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. People ask me every day what they can do to take control of their life in the face of an onslaught of misleading information and outright lies. I always tell them to take control of what they put in their body, including clean water. I personally used a Pro One water filter long before the company became Pro One. And after a few years, I decided to get an affiliate program set up for the show. Here's how it works. Visit our website at www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the Pro One water filter link on the slider bar at the top of the page. Whatever you purchase on their website, we get a small percentage. It's an honest and beneficial way to support the secret teachings and yourself. They've got water filters for the kitchen, dorm room, and even shower heads so things like chlorine don't become vaporized in the hot shower and inhaled. They make a great gift for yourself, your family, or your friends, and especially a great gift around the holy days. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the banner, support Pro One, and support the secret teachings five nights a week on The Fringe FM. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same guy. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from Talk Stream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS app store. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. If you want the most unique blend of subjects anywhere on radio, from parapsychology, pop conspiracy, parapolitics, the paranormal, and symbolism, look no further than The Secret Teachings, airing Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Our topics, themes, and perspectives are not bogged down by rhetoric or ideological collective associations. It's just raw thought and consciousness. Check us out by visiting our website at thesecretteachings.info or the network fringe.fm. 
This is John B. Wells of Caravan to Midnight, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Gentlemen, thank you so much for the great work that you guys are doing. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Passio from WhatOnEarthIsHappening.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. We are broadcasting from the desert in the beautiful state of Arizona in the American Southwest. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio streaming worldwide on the Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact us, you can email us at rdgable, rdgable at yahoo.com. Check us out on social media, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. You can find my books, Occult Arcana, The Technological Elixir, and Food Philosophy, all on our website at thesecretteachings.info, or you can get a free copy of one of those and a digital copy of all of them, along with our montage archive access and our full show archive to stream and download every episode after it airs, especially if you missed an episode or if you can't stay up for the whole show, www.thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe, when you buy a book, it sincerely helps to keep us on air. In fact, it's the only thing that keeps us on air five nights a week right here on the Fringe FM. There's also Patreon for behind-the-scenes content, and there is a subscription bundle option there that we've added, and Pro One water filters. I know some people have been buying water filters, and I appreciate that, but I hope that you appreciate the water filter because it's definitely something you need, especially if you live in a place like the desert, especially, especially, especially here in Tucson where the water is pretty bad. But at least I don't have to cover my face to go in public, uh, even though the water's pretty bad here. But I do filter it, and I have a Pro One water filter. There's a link to our affiliate on the website at the top of the page. You'll see the slider bar. Speaking of water, I was taking a hike out in the desert. Went to the Tucson Mountain Park and the Segura National Forest, uh, east and the west part of the forest. Saw those beautiful uh, cacti different kinds of cacti. A barrel cactus is my personal favorite. And I was looking uh, down at a barrel cactus and I was thinking about how it's rained here a few times recently. And that's kind of, it's, it's normal, but it's abnormal. It just kind of depends on the time of the year. So, you know, if you think the desert's just the desert, it never gets cold, it doesn't rain. It's not true. And there's lots of mountains here. It's not, it doesn't look like uh, uh, the movie Dune. You know, it's, 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 it's beautiful out here. It's not just sand dunes. Uh, but I'm looking at this cactus and I was thinking, someone told me a story about someone who was watering their cactus too much. They had a cactus in their year and their cactus um, was watered too much and it, it died. And uh, I don't know if that person realized that they watered it too much and that's why it died. But I started thinking, all this beautiful landscape out here in the desert, and a couple of months ago before I moved here, a friend of mine who lives out here in Tucson said that it rained uh, several times. And because it rains so much in the fall, a lot of the mountains were pretty green. So as soon as it rains a little bit, 
then you get this beautiful vegetation that grows out here in this wasteland that is the desert, even though it's one of the most populated ecosystems I've read in, in, in a type of ecosystems in the world, uh, and even in the United States. So when I was thinking about that cactus, I was, I was thinking like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Some people think that the cactus doesn't have enough water, so if I give it water, it'll help it. But what it does is actually kills it. So you have too many too many um, you know cactuses cactuses that are being given water you start to too much water you start to have cactuses that are dying off and you're thinking well why are the cactuses dying off it's got to be climate change right I mean, that's why not climate change it's just that they've got too much water and a cactus has evolved developed been created whatever you want to say uh, to not need a lot of water and when it gets it it it, it sucks it up and it it stores it right just think about that for a second think about that concept it's beautiful out here because of the climate and the environment, because of the heat and the temperature, because of the lack of water. That's what makes it beautiful. And if you go back to a place where I was in New York, it's beautiful there for a different reason. And if you say there's too much water in New York, take the water away, things are going to die and you're going to eat a desert. And if you say there's not enough water in the desert, bring the water. And you bring the water, the desert isn't going to look like the desert anymore. It's the climate that looks like that that makes it beautiful. And then people have this idea that, the, oh my God, the cactus doesn't have enough water. Let me water it. And then you kill it. This is an environment that is beautiful because of the way that it is. And, and this is just an idea that I was bouncing around in my head because of all these storms in the, mid, uh, the, the Midwest, in the United States, and all the, all the extreme weather that's being blamed on climate change. And I, I just always go back to, to something simple like that cactus or, or something simple like, you know, people go out and my partner and I were out hiking and we, we were looking at some different trees and we took, she took some seeds off of a little plant and kind of spread them around. And I thought, you know, to some people that would be interfering in nature. And some might argue, and I've heard this argument before, well, no, I'm helping the plants to spread. It's like you are, but you're also doing it artificially. The wind would have blown those seeds perhaps somewhere else. So that's interfering in nature. Just these little tiny concepts, these little tiny ideas, these little tiny experiences that in my view kind of, or should I think, reshape our, our understanding of the environment and our place in the environment, realizing that we are a part of the environment and we shouldn't be trying to cut ourselves out of it because we care too much about the cactus we care too much about the seeds. We care too much about, well, we're supposed to care about greenhouse gases, but methane has increased more in the last year than it has in the last decade. But that doesn't matter because carbon was reduced, although it wasn't really reduced because it's at the same levels it has been. And, you know, it, it, but, 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 but hold on, lockdowns saved a lot of lives. But then again, studies came out and shown they actually took lives. So I don't know what to believe anymore. And maybe that's the point. We're not supposed to believe anything. Postmodernism, no facts. Just emotions, just hysteria, just a whipped up, frenzied, collective population constantly at war and in conflict with one another. So that when you present a patent number for weather control or weather modification, or when I present to you Michio Kaku, or I present to you conventions on weather control, or I present to you uh, Noah's website or history books on the subject, you say, that's crazy, that can't exist. And like one person somewhat recently told me, Rather than arguing or debating or talking about the subject of weather control, they said, I guess you just believe in shadow people. And I said, well, as a matter of fact, I do. I just don't know what you mean by shadow people. 
And I don't know what that has to do with weather control because I'm on a .gov website right here where they're telling me how they've modified the weather in the past and not just with cloud seeding. So maybe, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm making all that up in my head. Maybe it's just some delusional false reality. But let's go ahead and take some calls. 520-367-2064. That's 520-367-2064. That is the Tucson call-in line for my Skype. 520-367-2064. The caller on the line right now, 978. That's 978-978. Please give us your first name and where you are calling from. You are on The Secret Teachings Live. Hey, Ryan. It's uh, Derek from Mass. The nice talker. Hey, Derek, what's going on, buddy? It's happening. Uh, I'm just at work, so I might be a little scattered, but I just wanted to say congratulations on the move and on the uh, live show and everything. Uh, big stuff. Awesome stuff. Thank you very much. Thank you for sitting through that rant. No, no, no. It's cool. Um, I got I to gotta be kind of quick because I'm on my break. But um, Yeah, go for it. I got a couple of synchronicities for it. Or just, I kind of did a quick uh, Google News search to see what I can come up with for weird stuff in the zeitgeist involving like weather and stuff. And you're right. They're they're jumping on this idea of like that all this wild weather is being caused by by climate change. The, the, New, the New York Times like ten hours ago uh, had an article saying examining the role of climate change in a wild week of weather or in a week of wild weather. And then there was another one from um, from Canada actually, like uh, Lethbridge News, which is like uh, the, the Canadian press, and they're saying trying to tell us something. Climatologist says 2021 is a weather year like no other. So you're right that they're like blaming all these ridiculous um, extreme weather on inter- on like uh, on us basically on like what on human intervention and stuff um, which um, I'm sure has maybe something to do with it like you shouldn't you shouldn't mess up your room if, I mean if your if your house gets really really messy like it's gonna be it's not, not gonna be great for your health and stuff but just the fact that they don't talk about how they like they, they put it on us like us driving our cars around is what's killing all these animals and stuff but in reality, these big corporations are, are make us look like we don't even exist when it comes to that, you know, and I don't like how the narrative is framed in that way. Well, that's why, um, that's why but, big, big oil was behind the Paris deal, big oil, big banks, big investors, the big elitists were behind the Glasgow conference. Exactly. I, 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 I don't, um, I don't see how it's my fault because I, I, I walk sometimes and take a car. Exactly. Every time. No, exactly. 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 Um, you mentioned the scientific American and, uh, this is like less than 24 hours ago. Just another weird weather one. Um, the headline is tornadoes at night and in the Southeast are especially deadly. So now like to keep on this extreme weather thing, they're saying that like nighttime tornadoes are scary. They're, they're creating these like scary weather <laughs> monsters, you know, um, right. which is ridiculous. And then a uh, wired is saying, did climate change make the freak weather even worse from this past week? And so, so you're right. Like they really are blaming, blaming all these things on, on us. But like, um, as far as like, did China do it? It's, I think it's very, very, very possible. But I also like every time the mainstream news mentions China or like blames something on China or says something like this, when we have a storm, what, what, why are they incentivized to like make, make China the bad guy in this scenario? Other than that, maybe they're doing it too. Most likely they're doing it too. Maybe they're doing it. I see them have, they have, if they're trying to get this climate change narrative going and they really want to, encourage the masses to get behind all their agendas and stuff. What better way than to have some freak tornadoes go and actually like kill a hundred people and that kind of stuff, you know? So they're, they're incentivized to, to do it to us too. So somebody's doing it. 
I'm like that makes a lot of sense to me. I'm just not sure who the who the culprit is. You know, I don't I don't it might be my conspiracy mind, but I don't put it past uh, our own government to to do it to us. You know. Well, I find those China relationships kind of not coincidental in relation to yeah. the severe weather now and what happened in Texas earlier this year. I'd say if I put my money down on anything, I'd say earlier this year with Texas. I'm not saying that the Midwestern storms you know, uh, are, are, are the result of Chinese weather control. What I'm saying, as I, I'm sure that you've, you've realized, and a lot of other listeners yeah, have yeah. realized, what I'm saying is that it's suspicious, but if anything, uh, I just think that this is normal weather. And when you, when you publish stories like you just said, tor- night tornadoes, I mean, that's like this, this AP article. You're a smart guy, Derek. Tell me what this means. What is a weather outbreak? Did you hear that earlier? What is a weather mm-hmm. outbreak? Yeah. Weather virus. Yeah, contagious, a contagious storm. It's a uh, contagious attacking. storm. Oh my, Nebraska yeah. caught it from Iowa, and Iowa transmitted it to yeah, Minnesota. Exactly. We need to quarantine the states. Um, I got another one from uh, from. I'm just kind of scrolling through these links right here. Uh, they are doing apparently New Mexico. This is like from from less than a week ago. They start, or apparently they started cloud seeding. They're worried about the the trying to bring snow to New Mexico or something like that. They want they want to make like dense snow. I don't know, but they're planning on cloud seeding and it's getting the population very concerned. Apparently you mean a snow um, bomb? Just, that's a snow bomb. Huh? That's a snow bomb. I guess, I'm like, yeah, I guess so. It just says uh, the headline just reads uh, cloud seeding planned for Northern New Mexico, public concern about health and environment. You know? So well, like we are doing it to ourselves and we're saying it's a good thing. So I don't, I mean, just, I'm not, I'm not saying this past weather. I just mean in, in general, like I think that, uh, we're just as villainous maybe in some cases as, as China might be. So, oh, well, there's no doubt about everybody that. Kind of, there's no yeah. doubt about that. In um, fact, I, I, I think yeah. uh, Derek wasn't the, uh, like, like 2013 or something. I think I read this 2014. Wasn't the Bill Gates, uh, sulfur aerosol injection program. Weren't, weren't they doing that? It was either in New Mexico or it was in Mexico. They were, they were doing well, that experiment uh, like eight years ago. Yeah, oh, geez. yeah. Bill Gates again. Um, this is kind of off topic, but, uh, I'm in, I'm in Massachusetts and yesterday we had like a 60 degree day uh, and, and it's going to be, it's going to snow tomorrow. We're going to get a few inches of snow. Um, so it was like unbelievably mild, which makes, and it was very, very mild all summer when like the whole rest of the country was getting just absolutely crushed by this, these crazy heat waves. So I've been really paranoid about like Boston is going to have a real tough, tough, tough winter. And like a comic synchronicity wise, they had something called, uh, endless winter as like a major DC comic event this mm. past year. Oh, interesting. Like, oh, great. Here, here, here come the, here come the geoengineering to give us a really, really harsh, harsh winter. We survived the, the heat of the summer. Here comes the, uh, two bomb cyclones and all, all kinds of stuff. They're going to try to do with us. It'll um, be an, an endless dark winter. An endless dark winter. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think that's basically one last thing I want to say, but, uh, I go, I only from Brookings from two days ago. Uh, preparing the United States for security and governance in the geoengineering future. Oh, and, like the introduction. It's a whole paper on it. And they're like framing it in a way like imagine 2035 and just climate change is really, really crushing us. And some, some desperate company or de- desperate country decides that our, our best bet is to like tinker with the weather and, and spray these aerosols in the sky and et cetera, et cetera. You know, so they're already prepping us and these are just within the last few days. So, once again, you got your finger on the pulse. Uh, I got to get going because my break is over. But uh, awesome stuff. Well, thank Glad you. Glad you're Derek. doing a live show. I'll, I'll call in all the time for sure. <laughs> right, I know that you will. Thank you. And that show right. that that show that we did is on uh, uh, in the archive about the triplicity and Omicron. So I encourage people to go check that out. That was a really great show yeah, with you, Derek. That was fun. Thanks for having me too. Thank you. 
Yep, absolutely. All right, All right have well, a good later, night. Brother. Have a good bye. All right, there goes Derek. The number tonight, 520-367-2064. That's 520-367-2064. 520-367-2064. Or if you just happen to be on Skype, it's Secret Guests at hotmail.com, secretguestshotmail.com. You can find the uh, Skype channel on there for the secret teachings. 520-367-2064. 520-367-2064. People always ask, why do you say it so many times? Why do you give out the website so many times? People, because you know, not everybody uh, not everybody listens to the, the whole segment. You know, When I listen to radio, I love radio. I don't always listen to the whole segment, and I miss little things here or there. That's why we repeat... Some of the subjects as well. I guess that's just kind of the art uh, of radio and, and, and how you do a, do a structured show. That's just my opinion. That's how I do the show anyway. We are broadcasting from Arizona, from the beautiful desert here in Arizona. It's really cold tonight, though. And uh, I, I would like there to be some global warming tonight because uh, it was very uncomfortable today, expecting it to be warmer. And it's really, really really cold outside, like cold enough that I had to put sweatpants and a sweatshirt on. Uh, maybe that's, maybe that's just me. Uh, I used to, I got so used to New York and I had free heat in New York and my house was always hot and now it's cold again. And I, I, I kind of feel, kind of feel a little bit taken by Arizona. I want that heat. I want the heat back. I want the sun back. I want the sun to come back and save us all from the cold and the darkness and the evil. It'll come back tomorrow. Get out there in the sun, take a walk, read a book. I'm really enjoying myself. Uh, I hope that all of you are enjoying tonight's show. I haven't done a live show for a very, very long time. I haven't taken call-ins for a very long time. You can check out our whole show archive at thesecretteachings.info. That's thesecretteachings.info. Find our website, and you will find everything you need and want to know about The Secret Teachings. You can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com short break and then we will be back with more calls and more of the secret teachings again i'm ryan gable this is the fringe fm stay with us and the music tonight by the way is white bat audio that's white bat audio i'm ryan gable of the secret teachings bringing you health history symbolism and of course black goo Right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Release the curtain. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. 
just visit thesecretteachings.info. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK, digital broadcasting, The Fringe FM. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Topher. You can find my music at tophertown.com. And right now you're listening to The Secret Teachings by Ryan Gable. A capital firm called Kleiner Perkins. Are you aware of that company? <laughs> well, yes, I'm a partner at Kleiner Perkins. They have invested <laughs> about a billion dollars in 40 companies that are going to benefit from cap-and-trade legislation. So legislation that we are discussing here today, is that something that you are going to personally benefit from? There are the gravy trains, for heaven's sake. They make this trillions of pounds traded every year on carbon trading and doing silly things like building windmills, which will achieve nothing. I mean, there's money in it, and that has corrupted science. I'm not a scientist either. But you know what? I know a lot of really good scientists at NASA and at NOAA and at our major universities. And the best scientists in the world are all telling us that our activities are changing the climate. And now we're learning that scientists and researchers are looking at how to change the weather on purpose. Uh, I'm not a scientist, but I'm a keen observer. And um, if sea level rise is occurring, why am I not seeing signs of it? Climate has always been changing, uh, but this has nothing to do with man. At the time of our Revolutionary War, it was very cold. And we warmed up from that. But we started warming up before the Industrial Revolution. There's something natural that we need to focus more on and understand that before we bring the CO2 concerns in. It's caused by a certain circulation pattern. CO2 does not cause circulation patterns. What causes those is a combination of solar activity and uh, the state of the, the phases of the moon. And now we're learning that scientists and researchers are looking at how to change the weather on purpose. Again, it's nothing to do with CO2. Those who say that have no evidence for it. We physicists are firing trillion-watt lasers into the sky to actually precipitate rain clouds and actually bring down lightning bolts. Like, this is... The gravy train. Like, like... I mean, there's money in it, and that has corrupted science. Well, if you want to take over the food supply, create the narrative that food supply is unsustainable. Biotechnology companies genetically engineer it, patent their intellectual property, their intellectual creations, and then they own it. And billionaires buy up the land to grow that food on. Billionaires invest in the fake meats to replace the real meats. It's all done in the name of protecting the climate, and that's changing, of course, too. So we have to also alter the weather, just like we have to genetically alter food. And, of course, people can't get along because of the color of their skin or their gender or their perceived sexuality, so we also need to alter that. Kind of see a pattern forming here. Food 
culture, weather, every element that can just, with the flip of a switch, it's that easy. You aren't anti-science, are you? Flip that switch, and we can reset everything. And once we destroy it, we can build back better. That slogan sounds to me like something from like Bob the Builder. My son watches Bob the Builder, the original. It just sounds like something from Bob the Builder. Build back better. It also sounds like something from 1950s communist China. Build back better. The three red banners encouraging the Chinese people to build a better state, a socialist state on the ruins of the old nationalist capitalist state. Look it up if you'd like. The three red banners, the same three red banners that are in the Joe Biden, Kamala Harris campaign. Their little slogan, their little logo. Same banners that are on the Climate Pledge Arena, which is funny enough sponsored by an airliner and uh, Amazon. And it's like that arena that the Seattle Kraken play in out in Seattle. They take rainwater, turn it into ice. That's a cool concept. But I also don't support that arena just because they turn rainwater into ice. I don't like that arena. I don't like what it stands for because it's one giant ritual. It's one giant shrine to Cthulhu, to the Kraken, to the tentacle monster, to what it represents, to the specter, to the hydra, to that parasite, the kneeling the standing and the sitting and the cheering and all that energy directed toward that symbol. And that symbol, what it represents, is a reshaping of the world and a replacing of organic life with a synthetic system. It just so happens to be that you have to have a RNA shot to go into that stadium. That is the new normal. It is a shrine to the new normal. And they use those three red banners. Tear down the world build it back better, plus the great reset set a god of storms, also, interestingly enough, the opposite of Osiris in Egypt, set, reset, re, meaning king or royal, it is the royal set or king set, and king set ultimately is the Antichrist course, Omicron, despite what the etymologists and the linguistic people tell you, Omicron essentially translates to the beginning of the end of the days. Beginning of the end, uh, translated any way you want, but it, that's essentially what it means. It's a really good show that Derek and I did, Derek Murphy, who just called in on that show. It's in the archive. It's about triplicity in the apocalypse. It's about alpha to Omega, Alpha 2, Omicron. It's in the archive at thesecretteachings.info. You can get access to that, all the shows, if you subscribe to the archive. Grab a copy of one of my books. I've just done the 2022 printing for the books. They'll be coming in soon. You can grab a copy on the website. Uh, I've updated the uh, information on the website for those books as well. If you'd like to contact us, rdgable, r-d-g-a-b-l-e. It's like Clark Gable, r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. And the number to call in, 520-367-2064. We'll take another call. 530, that's 530. First name and where you are calling from, please. You are live on The Secret Teachings. What's up, Brian? Michael Strange here. 
Well, how you doing, my man? Calling from Las Vegas. Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Can you speak up a little bit, Michael? Yes, sir. Uh, I actually want to make sure I'm not echoing. I got a complicated sound setup like you do. Can you hear an echo? It's a little bit of echoing. It kind of sounds like you're in the background a few feet from the phone. I am right on my microphone. I think it's just our connection. Is it good enough? It's good enough for a, for a, for a few minutes. Yeah, go ahead. What's on your mind? All right. Just uh, congratulations on Arizona because, of course, the Southwest is where my heart is. So, uh, well, welcome to the Southwest. Howdy, neighbor. Thank you very uh, much. On this. Yeah. Um, uh, well, thanks for taking the call. Yeah, check this out. The first thing I, I thought of when you were talking about this is how come the climate cabal that I like to call them never really talks about geoengineering. It's always read build back better. It's always the AOC stuff. It's always the great reset, all this other stuff, but they never bring up the fact that there's weather control going on. Pretty bizarre, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's just like with genetic uh, engineering. That's just like with the subject of carbon dioxide and methane. They don't talk about the methane. Usually they talk about the carbon dioxide. They don't talk about the pollution. Just talk about carbon dioxide and call that a pollutant. Very similar. Which is exactly what it is. It's a pollutant. Like I said, stop talking, Ryan. You're dangerous. <laughs> oh, I know. Every, every word out of our mouths tonight has polluted the planet. My whole room is just filled with toxic gas. Exactly. Same here. You and me both. Uh, (laughs) Here's another thing, too. I was thinking of this. So all these computer models and all the things we've been talking about for a very long time with the climate cabal saying that, oh, we're going to be underwater in five years. We're going to be underwater in 10 years. We're going to be underwater. Well, all that is past. All that has come and gone. Do you think in those computer models they actually take into account this weather control going on, like the, the stuff China's doing, the stuff that we're doing, the stuff that's been happening since the 40s, really. It, it seems pretty ridiculous. Well, that's something I, I documented this in my book, The Technological Elixir. I talked about this, uh, this crazy news article I read. I think it was from the Washington Post. It was about how scientists are estimating that there are many more trees on planet Earth than they originally estimated. They estimated originally that there were 400 billion trees on the earth now they're estimating there's over three trillion with a t i mean that is a substantial difference i mean that should be factored into the the computer models because those trees consume the carbon dioxide so that should be factored in i think you would hope so and i think that's part of the problem i have with all this clearly there's some shenanigans happening with uh, the way they're describing this in the media as you know me i watch these uh, news cycles very closely and it's all gloom and doom. Every tornado that happens, every rainstorm, every anything, it's always climate change, but it's never geoengineering. And they never take that stuff into account in the computer models, or else we'd already be underwater, right? I mean, every prediction has said that we're doomed 10 years ago. And yet, and yet. Well, that's just, isn't that, Michael, like the, like the religious predictions, uh, apocalyptic predictions? The earth is going to be destroyed. The world is going to end. Jesus is going to return. And every time the pastor, the preacher, the, the, the leader, the cultist, whatever they are, they always say, well, I miscalculated. I read Psalms wrong, or I read the, the book of Daniel wrong. I had to recalculate it. It's going to be next year on a Thursday. It's the same exact thing. It's just the same the same quote-unquote prediction over and over and over again nothing comes of it and people still follow the cult because you're required because again i always make the joke on my show i'm like hey they basically want me to stop drinking a cold beer and having a warm shower the the, the 
the actual war is on the simple things. It's on us. Like I was joking in the chat a little bit ago, they don't want us speaking. And so, of course, we have talk shows, and this is only half in jest. I think they're going to make us shut up. They're going to say, well, your, uh, your, your carbon footprint is way too high for this talk show. We're, we're going to tax you into oblivion. Or, well, you've got to take measures yourself or quit, right? That, you know, that's <laughs> ridiculous. It sounds so ridiculous, but I can see that happening because that's, that's where we are. That's how ridiculous things are. I mean, we're to the point now where, I mean, I read that, that study from earlier and what NASA had said about how lockdowns supposedly reduce carbon dioxide, but they actually increased methane, and they actually uh, created a situation in which carbon dioxide was maintained in the environment and actually grew a little bit despite the output not being as high as it, as it had been. Everything that we supposedly do to create more sustainable, uh, equitable environments does the very opposite. And I think that the the end result of the things that we do should be what we're looking at, the failed predictions and the sustainability that isn't really sustainable and the equity that really isn't equity and, and the equality that really isn't equality. When we start to look at the end result of what is being done, we realize that it's being done intentionally to create those end results while everybody is being told that it's being done to create another result and that result isn't happening but I guess some people have a hard time recognizing action and reaction. But come on, Ryan. Come on, Ryan. You've heard the term climate justice. Clearly, you want justice for the environment. Oh, of course. Uh, no, I, I, do, I do not. I don't want any justice for the climate. I would like it to be unjust, unequitable, unsustainable. You know, exactly right. Like, what, what is it? What, what is it? Uh, can we call it sustainable when we say that the solution to food problems is genetically engineering food and then spraying increasingly large quantities of chemicals on those crops? How is that sustainable? How can that be sold as a sustainable solution to climate change? I don't think you can. I, I, and, and that's the whole point of all of this is like, uh, I always talk about living in the upside down and and so do you. And this is, this is the world we've been given. And again, they want to blame you. They want to blame me. They want to blame the boomers. They want to blame everybody, right? Except for the political class that literally has allowed all of this to happen. If you want to, if you want to shift blame and look to actually who's behind some of this stuff, I think it's pretty easy. I think that equation is pretty easy. One more thing. How about this? Speaking of predictions, when should we be underwater like all the ancient civilizations before us. You got a prediction on that? <laughs> I, I don't. I, whenever Cthulhu is ready. That's, that's, that's my only prediction. I don't know. Fair enough. So, uh, so at, at Cthulhu's whim, I'm with you. Yes. 100%. Whenever Cthulhu right is Brian ready. Gable, welcome back to the live radio scheme. You're the best man. I, I, I've listened to you for a very, very long time. It's a pleasure to speak with you. Well, thank you, Michael. I didn't realize how long you've listened to the show. How long have you listened? Uh, in the old days, before I was even doing any kind of show at all on YouTube or whatever, I would put uh, Clyde on, I would put the last hour Joe Roop on, and then I would listen to you. That's how pretty much all of my weeknights went. And I don't know, uh, how long you've been on Fringe? Probably as long as that, or very close to that. Well, now, well, now that was your, your, your trinity. Now you're part of the, the Fringe trinity, part of the Fringe late night. So I guess I can welcome you as well. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm, uh, I'm going to keep punching and doing my best. And by the way, I don't give a damn if they think the CO2 coming out of my mouth is dangerous. 
I'm going to keep talking, and that's that. Please keep Appreciate talking, it, Michael. Thanks for taking the call. Yep, you got it. Please keep talking, Michael. You've got a great show, and I, I love Michael's personality uh, as well. So thank you, Michael, for calling in. You have a good Pleasure night. Going. Thanks a lot. Have a great night, man. Speaking of Cthulhu, uh, I just thought that because Derek posted in the chat room about a Japanese town that built a giant squid statue with COVID relief money. There is, there is Cthulhu for you. There is the, the Hydra and the Spectre. Well, I know we didn't take a lot of calls tonight. One of the reasons is I'm not a traditional call guy, so I don't just cut callers off and go one to the other. But I want to thank Clay for calling in. I want to thank Derek for calling in. I want to thank Michael for calling in. I want to thank all of you who supported the secret teachings over the years, uh, whether it was on another network or here on the fringe, those of you who donated to our fundraiser. I want to just be very, very clear and very, very, very frank. People donated $25, $25, $50. One person donated $100. We had a listener donated $400 to our fundraiser to escape from New York. A lot of listeners donated uh, 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 50 bucks, $10, $25. I mean, obviously $400 is a lot more than $10, but that $10 adds up so quick. And it was because of listeners like you who donated, and that was just an outright donation. That wasn't a subscription or a book. That is literally what gave me the fuel, figuratively and literally, the fuel to escape from New York and to get to where I am now to be more in a position to do radio. And and here we are doing live radio. I've said since the beginning, when I did two nights a week, I said, uh, the more support we get, this was a long time ago, the more radio we'll do. And we started doing three nights a week. And it was a couple of years, and then we started doing uh, five nights a week on the Fringe. I, I usually do Fridays or a best of, just in general. I like best of Friday night shows. We might do call-ins or rotate every other week. I'm not exactly sure how that's going to work in terms of uh, the call-in show, but I love having the call-ins and now having this opportunity out here at a new location in a new studio that I'm working on here in my, uh, my home. Uh, not only am I grateful, but it is because of listeners like you. Uh, Obviously, I put a lot of energy and time into this. It's my effort, my energy, my stress. But it's also because of those of you who listen, who support the show. You might be another host like, like Michael, or you might just be a listener, or you might be thinking of becoming a radio host or getting into podcasting or something like that. I'm humbled by the people that I've inspired, the people that I've helped And I'm humbled by uh, those of you who likewise do the same thing even without having a radio show. So I mean that when I say it sincerely. Thank you. We would honestly not be here, at least in this capacity, if it were not for you. And for those who support us on Patreon, we only have a handful of patrons, but I appreciate all of you. I've spoken to a few of you on the phone recently, and uh, your support is is immense. And I didn't expect to see uh, Kim Melrose, who I knew has listened to this show for a long time. I wish he would have called in. Uh, I'm assuming that's that's uh, your real name on Facebook. Uh, wish he'd have called in from Australia. Uh, he had a Secret Teachings t-shirt. You can get those. And we have uh, Amanda working on a new logo design. You can get those on TeePublic. I think they've had like a sale every day for the last month or something like that. Uh, T public, we get like a dollar fifty from the shirt, so we don't really make any money from it. Some people want the shirt, some people want a book, some people just say, "What can I do to support you the most financially?" And I say, "Just buy a book. That's probably the best way. Subscribe to the show. Plus, you get something out of it as well." 
www.thesecretteachings.info. That's www.thesecretteachings.info. I don't have a lot of time left, but I'll give the number out one more time. 520-367-2064. That's 520-367-2064. I might uh, shoot myself in the foot here, but next person to call in 520-367-2064 gets a copy of Food Philosophy that I have here on my desk. And this isn't just about food. This is about geoengineering. There's a whole chapter on geoengineering. There's a chapter on the definition of influenza being the influence of the stars. That whole book right here autographed for you. In fact, I'll, I'll just autograph it right here. So when you get it, you'll know that this is when it was autographed. Let me autograph it right here. Food Philosophy you call in 520-367-2064. This copy is yours. I'm going to sign it right now on air. TST live stream. There it is. So if anybody wants to call in and get that book, or we'll give it away in email later. 520-367-2064. You've got like five minutes. 520-367-2064. Don't be scared. You want a copy of this book? It's free. You don't even have to pay for shipping. I'm just going to send it out to you as soon as I get a chance. 520-367-2064. I'm also kind of seeing, you know, where my skills are for getting people to call in again because I, I, I used to get a lot of call in. So let's do that. It's a free book. All you have to do is call in. This is like a $20 book. 520-367-2064. 520-367-2064. This is live right now, December 17th, 18th, depending on where you are. Saturday? Right now, it's live right now. 1.55 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, United States. 520-367-2064. This last numbers actually got a little bit messed up because it's very close to my address, but not exactly. 520-367-2064-954. That is the area code. 954, first name and where you're calling from. You just won the Food Philosophy book. Yes, good morning. I'm uh, Christopher. And I'm calling from Fort Lauderdale. Hey, it's my state of Florida. Are you a Florida man, Christopher? Yeah, I was born and raised here. I was born in uh, my. I was born on Miami Beach, but I've lived all around the United States. Well, I, lo- I love Florida. I'd love to come back down to Florida soon. What's on your mind, Christopher? He's calling for the book, calling to say hello? Uh, yeah, well, I wanted, actually, I wanted to say hello. I wanted to... Um, uh, call for the book as well. But I also wanted to say, you know, I, I think you're doing a fantastic, fantastic job. Um, the way that you, uh, how, how do I, how do I put it? Uh, put the, put the color into all of the, uh, all of the lore that goes on in, in this world. Uh, you, I, I think you understand what I'm trying to say. Uh, you, you, um, illuminate all of this uh, type of um, uh, symbolism that goes on. And I used to do this uh, when I was back in college. I used to do this a lot. Uh, and I've done it, you know, periodically on and off. But, I mean, you, you've, you've actually just kept with it. And uh, uh, every time I listen to, uh, you know, what you say, I, it just, it just, uh, it's like a light gets turned on. I said, yeah, that's exactly, that's, that's right. That's, that's, that's what's going on here. And uh, I really appreciate what you do. I mean, it's just, uh, it's outstanding. Well, thank you sincerely. I really, really appreciate that. 
I'm so happy that you called in, you got a book and you were able to tell me that in person or at least over the phone digitally. Thank you so much, Christopher. Thank you. What is your favorite subject, by the way? God. Um, that's funny. I just kind of, that was a, actually uh, the spiritual that's all involved in this together. Uh, all of the spiritual aspects. Um, that's, you know, the, the, the nuances, the, the things that are, the things that come to light that are hidden, uh, the, the history of it, uh, the things that were done a long time ago and are reverberating in today's society. Uh, all, all the, the, the horrible, uh, uh, practices that are, that are being done now that were done back then. They're just different now, but it's the same stuff. I, I like to be able to, to be able to see, uh, all of these things that are, uh, that are, it's, it's like nothing is new under the sun, you know, and what was, uh, was old is new again. It's the same type of, uh, the same type of mentality. That's the, that's, that's, that's going on. That's the mentality I have. I mean, that is really what this, this show is all about. And, uh, I'm glad to have you as a listener, Christopher from Florida. Thank you so much for calling in. And, uh, if you can email, email me, Christopher, uh, give, give me the address and I'll get the book out to you. Okay, super. And, and uh, I, lis- I listen to you. I listen to Clyde. Uh, you guys are like you guys are on the on the thin blue line. You're you're in you're you're at uh, I mean you're right there in the trenches, and you see what's going on. And there's so many people that don't, and it's a shame. I try to I I try to uh, you know do the same thing when I you know I talk to them and I say, hey, look at it this way. Do you see this? And sometimes the light gets turned on and sometimes they just look at me like a deer in the headlights. Uh, but <laughs> I, 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 will, that. I will, <laughs> I will email you and uh, thank you for what you do. I will. Thank you, Christopher. You have a good night. Good night. It's very, very, very late over where Christopher is there in Florida. Thank him for calling in. I saw a couple of other calls come in. We're pretty much out of time. If anybody wants to hit that call and button to say hello and then say goodbye. Five, two, zero, three, six, seven, two, zero, six, four. Five two zero three six seven two zero six four. I'm Ryan Gable. This is the Secret Teachings. I want to thank all of you for tuning in tonight, wherever and whenever you are listening around the world. This show is also in the archive at thesecretteachings.info. You can subscribe to get access to that archive, the montages, the digital books, and with a yearly subscription, you get a physical copy of one of these books: Food Philosophy, the Technological Elixir, or Occult Arcana, which is the big one. I mean, they're all big books, but Occult Arcana is a big encyclopedia. And, and the food book has the geoengineering in it. It has germ theory in it. The technological elixir has the music industry and a lot more in it. This is the Fringe FM. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. Email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. The music tonight, White Bat Audio. And we are out of time. <laughs> And a call comes in right at the very end. It is, uh, what do we have here? 636, 636. You've got like 20 seconds. Who is this? Hey, this is Jeff from Festus, Missouri. I just wanted to say good night, America, from the great American Southwest. Thank you. Good night, America. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. 
Thanks for the call. We'll talk to you in the next broadcast. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and stay tuned to The Fringe FM.